And there's this one photo of like Jax walking through the crowd and it looks like, like it looks like, like a religious moment. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Yeah, fuck off. You were saying, Kim? I'm just saying that not only is, is our boy Dominic Bagoni in his usual chair, the backdrop is stuff that, you know, are you going to share with me sometime down the road or what's happening? So uh, the <laughs> backdrop of the Barbie Dreamhouse um, <laughs> has really become kind of part of my existence in this <laughs> zoom world right i i sort of took over the girls playroom as my office in in you know in the, in the COVID times so this is now my office and so i still share it with with lillian and her friends yeah. um and uh yeah there are literally twitter threads about because when we do tca i host the tca so i'm moderating the q a's so i will dress so there's still some like that chair is left over from uh, tca two weeks ago i will dress up each time the backdrop yeah you didn't even want to put a cord away you didn't like no. the cords hanging from no the actually TV. usually i i'll have i'll have the barbies repelling from the cords yeah, yeah. uh so the so great yeah, lighting this is, this is it Kim, my Kim lighting is better than last time, by the way. You and I spoke. Just know that. My lighting is better than last time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, Kim will literally go to a restaurant that is active just to get good lighting. Uh-huh. Right. That's uh-huh. how- no, Dom. Right? I mean, you said bathroom. At least you're not in the bathroom. You well, uh-huh. you haven't seen the whole interview yet. I mean, sure. I may be picking up my chair and moving south mm-hmm. a little bit over there. Mm-hmm. If a big meeting starts taking place behind me, in which has become my restaurant now. Yeah, yeah. Very- Where you're in, you're in uh, somewhere I'm- on the east coast, right? Yeah, I, I can't really say. Yes. Where, but I'm I'm hiding out in Georgia, um, as Theo knows. Oh, and by the way, Rossi, I'm going to do a food for socks today. When we, this is my day off. I don't care. I'm just, but I'm telling you to tell our boy Justin to tell Christine, I'm oh, going to do sure. a food for socks. You don't listen to them, but my, <laughs> our peeps do. And Dom, look, mm. you're here. Like, I'm yeah, here. Let, First off, thank into, you for having me. Thank you for no, having no, me. No, 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 no. This has been a long time coming. So let's, let's, for the, for the folks that mainly know the faces, you know, mm. the, the faces <laughs> in front. Mm-hmm. See, Dom, you're a bit of a you're like how Justin is, who runs our uh, podcast thing, who's like the leader of the biscuit gang, they call it. You were kind of the de facto, like everyone knew who you were, who were like super fans of Sons. Obviously, you've dealt with <laughs> most of them, yes. you know, and then us three would have literally been all over the world together. Yeah. Um just explain for who doesn't know, because this is so many years later, what you did with Sons back then. Yeah. So uh, I was a publicist at FX. So what does that mean? What is a publicist? Explain, um, please. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but but the basic function of a television publicist is to get journalists uh, to write about your show or to get talk shows, get the actors on talk shows to run the red carpet. You know, when you see the red yeah. carpet and you see the people that are kind of moving folks along, those are the publicists, right? So, so really sort of the grinders, um, on, on the promotional aspect, you know, the difference between marketing and PR, 
marketing is paid media. PR is earned media, right? right. We don't pay for PR. So, yes. so uh, we work hard to try to get people talking about the show. So, so my role uh, was was the publicist on Sons of Anarchy. Um, you know, it, it was it was still fairly early in my career. You know, I mean, I I, I launched my career working on the Shield, right? So it's like, yes. damn it, son! Did I, you? you know, like I was the Shield. It was Nip Tuck. It was Rescue Me. It was always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. Kind of those four shows in a row. Um, so it was quite quite the run there. And then you know, in two thousand eight, the Shield ended, and then here came Sons mm-hmm. of Anarchy. So you know, I. I knew Kurt a little bit, you know, I had a great relationship with Sean Ryan who created the, the, the shield, but, you know, I knew Kurt a little bit. Um, but, but, you know, <laughs> little did I know what was to come. Did you know, I mean, because it literally took over all our lives, but it mainly took over yours. I think what I'm so interested in is because I know from our POV, the way it was like when we first started, you just said it right. We were at the upfronts in New York. The shield was on its last upfronts. We were on our first. I was obviously like you, a giant fan of the Shield. So I was like so hyped to see those guys. And it was like this, not a passing of the torch, because nobody knew if we were going to last one season. We were hoping we would be the next because we had so many similarities. Obviously, Kurt worked on both. Right. When was was anyone interested in our show in the beginning at all? Or was it like a tough sell to anyone? Yeah, it, it 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 certainly took a while, um, and uh, you know, obviously that there were well-known actors, right? I mean, Katie Segal, Ron Perlman. Um, you know, Charlie was still kind of on on the beginning stages of his career, but but then you had some amazing character actors like Kim, like Tommy, like Boone, yeah. um, and then some newbies. You know, sort of you and Ryan. I mean, Ryan had done some some film work too, so uh, you know. Uh, there was the pedigree of the actors, but, but still I feel that the concept was completely new to people. Right. So I, it, yep. it sort of took a minute really to, uh, to get into that world and get people really invested. And if you recall, like, I know you guys have gone through everything, you know, the first season was, was pretty violent. Right. So, so I know uh, a lot of mainstream critics had probably, you know, rub them a little bit the wrong way at first you know it wasn't Especially until the burning sort of, the of the back the burning yes. of the back was the big one so so if the later seasons like season two was actually probably the most critically acclaimed of all the seasons um yeah but right. but you know like what was interesting from from my perspective is uh seeing it sort of shift through the years right and and, you know, I I, I kind of was texting back and forth with Kim. I remember vividly meeting Kim for the first time. Theo, you're uh, very unmemorable. I do not remember. Yeah, no, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Um, but 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 I remember vividly we were at our very first marketing shoot. Um, I don't know. I'm the boonies somewhere. And I if I'm not mistaken, you know, because as you guys have also discussed, we we shot a pilot. Uh, they recast the pilot and then literally cast Kim, I think two days or the day before we were starting shooting. I was, I was literally cast the night before. The I night think. before. So that was probably a Wednesday or Thursday, right? Correct. Then on Saturday was the marketing shoot, right? Yep. So um, so we're in the middle of nowhere and, you know, there's like this big easy up. And, you know, this this is the days uh, really before the the, the trades 
uh, were so commonly doing casting announcements, right? So I knew that a guy, Kim Coates, had been cast, that didn't quite recognize. But then I saw Kim. And I'm like, of course I know Kim. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's Black Hawk Down. That's The Last Boy Scout. That's Waterworld. Like Waterworld that's the client, bro. right? Like, I know, I know that guy. Cool. So uh, he's by himself. So I just want to go up and introduce myself. You know, oh, just no. like, hi, you know, Dominic Pagoni. I'm, I'm the publicist <laughs> on the show. So Kim, you know, Kim's Kim's taller than I am. So he looks down and, you know, those those intense blue eyes will just stare right into your soul. Right. So he's like, Kim Coates, how you doing? Listen, this is what I told Kurt. All right. I've played a psychopath before. Okay, I'm not going to be your normal psychopath. And he starts on this this (laughs) soliloquy about about Tig and the character and Kurt. And, you know, it, it maybe lasted a minute, two minutes, but but it was like a half an hour. And I'm just there by myself looking around. OK, you okay, not in my head, not in my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This intensity about this. And then he's like, OK, man, good to meet you. I look forward to working with you. <laughs> like, that's I, that's like, not my department. But. This is this is it. I mean, I just want to say hello. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, oh, as I started putting in the work, cause that's what you do as a publicist, right? You have to put in the work and, and, you know, days are different these days, like, because you can't really go on set because of COVID, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on set all the time. All the time. So as you said, Theo, like, uh, yes, like the slowly, but surely you guys being the actors started to get to know me, but, but the crew started to get to know me and, and the ADs oh. got to know me. Oh, okay. And, We're going to get into that, but let's just mm-hmm. go back to that the day I met you mm. and I, 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 I have absolutely no recollection. Of course of you don't. Whatsoever. There's no reason you. why you, you don't remember anything. Lost way too many brain cells, but there's yeah. stuff about you that I do remember Dom and we'll get into that. But I have mm-hmm. to say in my defense, if you can imagine, I got cast the night before yeah. four days later, I'm seeing you Dom. And it was like you said, it was in a back alley, mm-hmm. old warehouse, some cars. I, didn't look like Tig. No, I no. had short hair. No I goatee, no, no facial hair. No facial hair. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thin, just came off a of film. Whatever. My point was, I'm sure I, I lapped up to you like a little dog and wanted to let you know that I'm going to find Ooh. out who this guy is. Uh-huh. Ride with me, pal. I have no idea what this show is going to be like. It's my first ever as it was for Theo, regular on a TV show. I'd never okay, done you, that. You said that. You said oh, that. Did I, yeah. did I say that too? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, t- you told yeah. him everything. You, yeah, you told me everything. Like I said, it was, it was two minutes maybe, but yeah. it seemed like two hours. And, and, and here's the man. He was, he was nervous, and he didn't know what was going oh, on. Nervous. And he was so nervous and oh. he was coming into a show that was basically we had already shot and he's coming <laughs> in thinking he's going to be playing because if you remember that first pilot and I remember the reading, the material they gave you, it was that scene where you're talking about bleaching out the girl's bellies and stuff. So what do you think Tig is going to be? You think he's going to be a fucking psychopath. And I, the way I know you now, you were probably like, I'm going to be playing this for what? How long? Yeah. No, I've played I psychopaths told... before. I told Kurt, I've played psychopaths before. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I, I, that, and that's the scene the night mm-hmm. before. It was actually middle of the afternoon. They uh, On the golf course. Oh, my God, they're recasting. They need me to see Kurt now. So I get their boots, cowboy boots, jeans, and Sutter, you know, hey, man. And, of course, Dom, you, did you see all the additions that we had all done? Because I was up for Clay. I was up for Bobby. 
Did no, you see any no. Of I don't know. I don't see that stuff. Okay. I mean, to be honest, I don't even think I watched the original pilot. I don't think they let me see the pilot. I read You've it. I remember I read original, the original. Right? But, have you seen it, Theo? Seen I've seen parts of it. Yeah, I have. I have it. not. Photos. I, I had. I got the photography. You know, photography, but I I never actually saw the original pilot. It's weird. What was it like that sure. you saw, Rossi? What was the fucking the thing? clubhouse was more colorful? If you remember, Adam, were you even on the original set? Did you come to the original set? Yeah, wow. Clubhouse was way different. Obviously, Scott, because I had done a movie with Scott Glenn. Scott had Glenn. Brought, yeah, had done a completely different version of Clay. Not better or worse, just completely different. It was way more. Um, Ron brought a humor, right? Like a humor to it that there was no humor to it. And and it's not Scott's fault. It just wasn't played like. It wasn't written like that. And then Emilio, as the Tig character, was different. He was way more quiet way more of like just the right hand and he didn't really say anything i always remember uh uh he somebody like had called him a derogatory term from like the uh like mitch pelagi's character and then he said something back and and that was like the only line i had heard him say right so it was just a really different show and again the only scene that's kept and kurt just said this on twitter was you know that bomb explosion of us running out you can actually see that it is scott glenn running with us oh really (laughs) but yeah i think i think that there's rumor of that they were going to release it but they can't now because it's not even owned and all that but back to i don't want to i don't want to diverge from kim's big monologue of nervousness when he was trying Mm -hmm. to get dom to write for the show Mm -hmm. is (laughs) is <laughs> so you so you're there now and you're getting to know all the crew you're getting to know all of us right at what point at what point do you because not when it becomes this cultural thing where people are wearing i've seen people wearing the t-shirts in bulgaria and iraq where right. when when at what point do you think we might have something here is that not till season two when it becomes critically acclaimed okay well, that I, sorry let, let me that's the greatest question ever dom you're a powerhouse man, <laughs> and you, that's why you're here. You mm-hmm. fucking have to answer that because, bro, you and Solberg and the workings of FX with Landgraf back in the big house while we were all running around with M16s, like what the fuck was happening in that first season that you thought we were going to get canceled or we had the biggest show on TV? Like, so so I actually remember this vividly as well. Um, as you guys, I know, have talked about when we premiered, we premiered against uh, the Republican Sarah National Pan. Convention yep. and Sarah Palin being announced as a vice presidential candidate for McCain. So uh, I, I'm almost certain the the premiere number we were we were most concerned about adults 18 to 49 was 1.5 million. That number mm-hmm. just sticks into my mind. Okay? Yeah, man. So, right. so, so 1.5 million and, you know, which was okay, but not great. And great for today. Great typically, for today. Yes. <laughs> typically shows, you know, would decline after that. Right. Yep. So, wow. so if you premiered wow. at that number and started to decline, you were in trouble. So week two, I was in the office, you know, whatever, eight o'clock in the morning, because we got kind of the fasties early, right? So, so research would print out these big grids. Uh, so I went and I grabbed a grid and I looked and we were completely flat. It was yeah. 1.5. I was like, oh, okay. People stayed. So that was good. And oh, you mean flat grab. means it didn't stay. It was the exact same number, like the one, 1. 1.5 million for week two. So it like typically shows drop. It didn't drop. That's good. So John Landgraf. Never forget it. Was walking down the hallway. He has a briefcase. Just walking. 
And and I had the grid. I was looking at it and I saw him. And I kind of lifted it up like this. <laughs> he literally took a deep breath, put his hands on his knees, <sighs> went like that. I'll never forget it. Like, like wow. took a deep breath, right? Like, oh my gosh, okay, we're going to be okay. Like we didn't- they invested a lot of money by reshooting the pilot. And we were going to be okay, right? Yeah. So- so, so that right there, week two, you knew, okay, cool. And, you know, I don't quite remember if the show grew the rest of the season. It probably did gradually, but it certainly stayed consistent. So because of that, yeah, we're going to do season two. And then season God. two, yes, yeah, season two, again, that, that was when, uh, you know, Zobel and. Oh and, my God. The opening episode you know, was all, yes. I mean, with Katie, that was the talk yeah. of the town now. Yes. The town. And Henry Rollins character. Uh, and so uh, that, as I said, that was our most critically acclaimed season. You know, Katie won the golden globe. Um, so, so the, the, the gradual. We uh, won best song. <laughs> yes, we yeah. sure did. Yeah. yeah. The the, the gradual snowball, no you know, yeah. avalanche uh, of of popularity, I think, really started then. But but here's something else, like what I was thinking about this too. The first time that I saw this as a phenomenon was our very first show. You guys remember our very first show? What what show are you talking about, Tom? Like when we went the very first time, yeah. you guys all went to a show and did a signing. Yes, it, it was in it's, between seasons two. Wasn't that in Arizona? No, no, I thought it was up. It was in Big Bear. It was in Big Bear. It was fucking bananas. It was Big Bear. So that and like uh, I remember vividly because being between seasons two and three, because Monica was pregnant and Monica came with me, my wife. Yeah. We rode our bikes. Yes, you guys rode your bikes. So uh, we were in this green room with uh, one of the Jersey Shore guys. I don't remember which one. I do. I remember who. We're, we're, We're hanging out. Right. And there are a lot of people there. Um, but you know, we're kind of just cool. And then we start walking to the table, right? Cause I remember there was a bunch of easy ups and there was a line. It was Polly D by the way. Sure. Polly D. There you go. <laughs> um, so. Like I even know who the fuck that spots, is. Exactly. Kim has no idea who Polly D is. <laughs> Not a fuck. Uh, he has better hair than you. Go ahead. The resp- <laughs> he probably does. Yeah. He's m- much more tan too. Yeah. So, um, the, 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 the response of people as we're just walking to the tables that was the first time, like, holy shit. You know, that was the first rock star vibe. Right? Wow, that was the first man. time, right? Because as we talked about, you guys, you guys are rock stars, right? So that was the first time that-, that I remember that when we pulled atmosphere. up, John. Remember when we pulled up and like, there was no real security. They didn't realize and people yeah. started surrounding us. Yeah. And I was still shaky on my bike. So I was yes. like- Yeah, we're not happy. Yeah, bro, I remember. I was like, you, you guys got to get away. Yes. Yeah, that, that was- that was like you know, that. That was not uh, you know as as well planned as they later no. became because nobody really knew. Like we that didn't was know exactly I, right. I was just worried about getting my kickstand down because I was like, they're surrounding <laughs> us, and I was like, this isn't. And then that's when I also saw this like moment of I remember it so vividly, and I'm going to tell you why. I have because I've moved nine thousand times since. I have like a stack for some reason of like 50 to 60 pictures from mm. that day. Mm. No now, fucking way, man. Yeah. That it's st- like someone took a bunch of pictures and then someone sent them to me. So they're us riding up there. They're us at the gas station. They're us getting there, doing the signing. They're us after it in the hotel. And yeah. And they're all these still photos. And there's so many of us with the crowd around us. And there's this one photo of like Jack's walking through the crowd. And it looks like, 
like it looks like like a religious moment. Like there's all these people like the parting of the seas. <laughs> yeah, like he's parting, and they're all like reaching their hands out to him. And yeah. I was like, "Holy shit! Like yeah, this is it was, crazy." It was it was nuts. What yeah, that, season that was, was that, John? Time. It was it was in between two and three. That's when it was because it was probably June of 2010. Gianna was born in July, there so it was go. probably like June of 20 May or June of 2010. So and we and season, season three would have premiered. Three. Season three would have premiered like September. Yeah. And then, and then Dom, remember also there was that Netflix effect before they did original content, our three seasons, the three that aired before season four had gone on Netflix and then season four aired and it was like, bing, like totally. Yeah. But even even a whole other, a whole other jump. Yeah. So, so like I said, that was the first time. Um, And then, and then it gradually just kept, snowballing and and you know you would we would do these events and which we'll probably get into things like yeah. comic-con and yeah and some other signings and and you know uh then big in the military community start doing that was the greatest, bases yeah. you know all that stuff so um but yeah that that i before, i i will never forget that before before we get into all that like the the traveling that we did and we went to the events because that's a whole nother realm of things why do you think, because season two is a really good pinpoint for that, right? Season one, there was such amazing work done, right? We were finding our footing. Season two, we really started taking risks, right? That opening yeah. episode is, you know, yeah. is we just watched it, you know, whatever. I mean, now it's like five years ago, it feels like. But when we watch it, it was now like. we're going to forget watching yeah, that show. It's jarring, right? It it's jarring. a jarring episode for audiences. They've waited 10 months between seasons or whatever. They come back, they watch that, and they're like, we we went to see that premiere somewhere. At this point, we weren't at Man's Chinese. We were somewhere else. Paramount Lot. Remember that, Dom? We were at the Paramount Lot. That was season one. Couple. Season one. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I remember the later premieres more so than I remember the early premieres. Yeah. Yeah. So what... Like when we do that, why do you think, do you, I, I think I know why. And I think I know the answer. And I mean, you know, us, we say whatever the fuck we want on this show is at what point did the critics and the awards start saying, we're not doing it with this show. Is it right about season two? Was that our last shot? Um, yeah, I pro- probably, but, but I would say season two did Katie won the golden globe. So, so it wasn't, completely shut out if you're talking things like emmys what we're talking what we're talking about claim this is what we're talking about is that Mm -hmm. and you know because you you were the heartbeat of everything that happened behind the scenes with our show if if i try and explain to you from our incredible family on this show the why did no one get nominated for an emmy why were we it was the best show I know it was violent, but you can't tell me the burning of yeah, the dog. like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's still- like, like, and so they're, they're just completely baffled at the lack of respect with the Emmys. Now you behind the scenes, it doesn't, there's no one's, it's not, no one's fault, but what was happening? What do you think was happening with the critics? Like what? It, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint Kim. Um, you know, if there were, if there were a secret formula we all would have uncovered and every show we do wow. would be a hit. No every doubt. show we do would get nominated for Emmys, right? No doubt. Um, it, for, for whatever reason, this was one that just didn't resonate. As you say, could it have been too violent? Maybe, but there are a lot of violent shows. Game of Thrones was incredibly violent. Um, you know, FX was still at a disadvantage um, because of how small we were. 
Um, you know, cer- certainly the shield broke through and that was, that was crazy that it did. And, you know, I know Dennis Leary got nominated, I think one year. Chickless um, won. Yeah. Chickless won. Oh yeah. Chickless year. fucking won. Didn't yeah, he? Yeah. No, Chickless, he, he did. So that, that, that was the miracle upon miracles. Right. And of course it was incredibly well-deserved and it was an amazing moment, but it was shocking. I mean, that, that literally just shocked the industry. Um, I don't even think people knew what FX kind of was it that they were not, learning. Not, not, not when we first, not when the shield, no, when the shield first premiered, no one had any idea. Um, you know, once Sons of Anarchy was on the air, we at least had had a brand because, like I said, you know, it was the Shield, it was Nip Tuck, it was Rescue Me, it was always started in Philadelphia. I think Damages was 07, mm-hmm. right before you guys. So, you know, that there was now, um, and Kim's gone. Kim, Kim, just like yeah, somebody's there. He's he's the so upset. Kim's got to let Kim's got to let the people in. Who is he going to start cooking out. pretty soon? No, um, yeah, I think he's up as a sushi. One of my one of my big shot producers is hiding out in the corner here. And Rick, I won't tell you his last mm-hmm. name. Thing you'll figure out why I'm here. Keep going. Come on. Yes, so, Rick. What's up, Rick? Um, <laughs> thanks for interrupting. So, uh, yeah, Rick, you interrupted my flow. Really I appreciate that. story, Rick. Yes. <laughs> Ultimately, Kim, like I, there, there, there is no, there is no answer. It, you know, like I work, I'm at Showtime now, right? And I work on a show, Billions. Billions has yeah, been awesome. I was awesome just going to say that. Years. Just talk, we just had Maggie. We just on. talked to Maggie. Yes. About Billions has been awesome for years and just can't get the Emmys to sniff us. Some right? of the best so, acting on television can't get the Emmy. Can't can't get it, right? And so some of the um, best actors who have been critically acclaimed in their past. 100%. 100%. Now, you know, th- there's certainly as I mentioned, you know, there some of these other companies are competitors um with what they kind of their voting body is much larger. Yeah. Um, they have more shows, so mm. I feel that there's probably some kind of kinship you know, if if you're an actor on an HBO show or Netflix show, you're gonna you're probably gonna vote for those same right. Yeah. So that's one reason why those those Good folks point. do really well. Um, so you know, both at FX and now it's Showtime. I mean, you know, we're 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 mighty, but we're we're smaller. And the SAG awards so, weren't really around then. It wasn't SAG is all, was yeah. No well, SAG is always like. Don't get me started about SAG Awards. We've, we've, we've never really had luck with any of the shows and on any show I've worked on with the SAG Awards for whatever reason. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, and, and as far as, as critics, like I said, I, I there think, was that one dude who hated us. I'm not going to say. Well, I mean, there was probably plenty of dudes who hated. Yeah, you but guys. there was one. But, but it wasn't the, the, it wasn't the critics who were your champions. It was the you know, people. the the people who were the writers, the staff writers, the editors, right? The interns who were doing things for yeah, the man. publication that eventually got hired to be full time at that publication, right? Those were the people um, that, that really became champions of the show. And and some, it took a while, like Lynette Rice, God bless her, my girl from her, Entertainment yeah. Weekly. Like it took me four years to get her to watch the show. She just didn't she do it. she went nuts over it. Then she went absolutely nuts. And that was... Uh, I think that was the first cover I ever booked myself, you know, was, was the Sons of Anarchy cover. Which Crazy. I think was season it's so five beautiful, with Charlie. that cover. Yes. Yeah, that's a great because cover. Because we, we, we did season five, six, that, seven. Was that the one with, with Charlie, Katie, and Maggie? Is that the that was Char- That was the next season. Okay. So we, we, I got three years in a row that covers. So season, the first one was just Charlie. The second right. one was, was Charlie, Maggie, Katie. And then yeah. the last one I, was just Charlie and Katie for the final right. season. Um. So, so yeah, it, 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 it took a while for, for a lot of folks. Um, but, but once they came around, like those, they were in critics, you usually, you know, you watch a show, you review it. If you didn't really like it, you move on. 
because there's yeah. just so much other stuff and that there's more stuff now but even back then stuff was you know there was there was a lot of stuff so if you don't you're not going to necessarily go back and watch season four if you stopped watching it season two that's right so it's not like if season four is explosive they're not going to go oh i'm going to go back in and it's like me yeah. it's like there are so yeah. many shows and i'm not a critic but there's so many shows that like I always use this example is like everybody in the planet has watched Breaking Bad. I don't really yes. watch anything, but I watched the first few episodes of Breaking Bad yes. and then I stopped, whether it be I was moving, whether it be whatever. So when people tell me you really need to see it, I'm like, well, I did. I just I just kind of fell off it. And I'm, there's really no way unless I'm like in a bunker somewhere and I can't leave that I'm going to go back to that show. Correct. It's not that I'm I'm sure it's as great as everyone says. It I is. just kind of did it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I just kind of did it and I and I moved out of it. Now, hopefully, maybe one day I will. But I think that that's the thing. It's like once they're out, they're out. And for whatever reason, it didn't resonate. Or in the case of like someone like Lynette, who has done so many panels for me on, a, on my own outside of Sons, she was such a giant supporter of ours. It just took time, right? Yep. The Netflix thing really, really helped. The thing that I wanted to discuss was and I know it's it's hard and we jump around it a lot, is things got a little fucking chaotic, right? Before we get into <laughs> before we get into the the love fest that us three had running around, which mm-hmm. this will lead into, things got chaotic, both on and yes. off the set. You were the one who had to control that <laughs> aspect, meaning so, that let me set this up and then Dom take over. <laughs> Essentially, what's going on here, what Rossi is stumbling about in his backwoods trying to say is (laughs) Mm -hmm. that every season, and we did seven of them, Mm -hmm. and that's why we're starting off before we review the seventh and final season to have you, Dom, because you set every table of every season with corralling all of us actors for the upfronts, for interviews, for getting together. And Dominic, I don't know how you did it, bro, but that first season, we've talked about it. There was just a few. Second season, oh, we finally got invited to New York where much of the cast. But it wasn't until I think season three where all the regulars, including Dayton, all got flown and we went to the Lucky Strike in New mm-hmm. York to mm-hmm. to bombast these incredible people who were spending all their money on FX, on our show, whether it was beer, whether it was gasoline with cars whatever all these people would come and dom that was the beginning of you having to corral us all what were those times like please listen you know what's funny the my first memory of corralling all you guys uh it was season three it was the boot campaign photo oh so if you remember that was everybody right that was everybody even nigel uh, even <laughs> Nigel, Ron wanted, wanted, wanted to put on boots. Dog, you remember, he wanted Nigel's to put Nigel's in the shoot. Yes. So, um, you know, I mentioned earlier putting in the work. I had I had already put in the work. I put in two seasons. You know, we we had done the Big Bear thing. Um, I don't know if we had done any other shows at that point, but but you guys, you you knew me, and and here here's the thing that I will always appreciate. You listened to me. You did. Why? I don't know, <laughs> but you did. Are like you fucking ev- kidding me? You everybody write me if you listen to you. We everybody listened to me. So, yeah. so that that was a good example right there. Of I'm trying to corral, and you know, everyone's trying to make a joke, and I'm having to yell, "Hey, let's focus. All we need here is one photo, <laughs> right? 
You just need one goddamn photo. So, so you know, <laughs> so true. It, it literally, finally, Penny like, Johnson I got everyone to, uh, trying to. I got everybody to calm down, and you know, we always having to shoot, and there's all the stuff in the background. But just give us one photo. <laughs> it's a great photo, <laughs> all right. And we got it, and it was awesome. It was an amazing photo. So, uh, so it that really was, the, was. The, the first time with everybody, right? And and that does you know, bring back memories of like, okay, you know what? Uh, these, everyone, they listen to me. Um, and then, and then the stuff, you know, the, the upfront stuff in New York, um, as, as you guys said, it was, it was cool to There's see the photo. People. There it is. Yep. There, I'll, there I'll is. posted during this. Yeah. That oh was man. That everyone was, is in it. That was, I'm standing up right now. You can't see me, but yeah. Oof, God, I'm exhausted. Just, just <laughs> thinking about putting that, back, putting that photo on the amount of work that you know that again because you have to like because you guys are shooting them so it's the costumes and it's the hair and oh makeup my god and that's right working man. with the ads you know like like as a publicist you are just you're coordinating the shit out of everything so so it was it was the amount of coordination it took um just to get everybody there and then actually everyone get everyone to shut up and focus and take the photo uh but you did it and we got an awesome and we were and we were like when we got together it was like fucking puppies like jackals like it It, just we can talk about jackals yeah 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 you know i mean that always makes me laugh when you guys talk about the jackals um so so yeah and and even i mean you know katie and maggie were there and i and i feel like there was a little bit of a different vibe, right? When it was hundred percent when, when they were there. One hundred. It was like the parents to just the were guys. Home. Yeah, Correct. Like the but but home. in that but in that instance, no, they were you guys were all over the place. So it was all right. Let's focus. Um, and that you know that started our association with the boot campaign. And, yeah, that's how I know, met my wife. Think about he it. He was married Dom, because Dom, of you me. With me when he I was met my married wife. because of me. Correct. No, I'm technically married because of Dom. Correct. One hundred percent. And, and G was at my house when she was like just born. And like we would have, remember when we would all like hang out? Of course out I remember. Lillian, yeah. Lillian, Lillian fell in your driveway when she was maybe one and a half or two. And she got this knot on her <laughs> head. Down and, hard. And, and just went down, like cracked her head. Like, and she never hit her head like that. Like, does she have a concussion? Like, you know, just, just, just these memories yeah. that, you know, that, that, that that we have together and and, and then out. and then and then so th- things like the boot campaign but then there was all this like you know every everybody it, it got to a point where everybody there was just like problems right we, we all had like this problem and when everybody had a problem they would somehow go to you or you'd have to figure out a way yeah to deal with it in one way right because then there's certain things like oh what is what is going to be known about this and then this is this and this can cause this right and there's all this discrepancy amongst everyone. Right. And what I found with that was I think, and I always try to look at the positive sides of everything. It's kind of what got us three to do everything together because we knew we could rely on us three. So we started doing all these events and press stuff together. Right. I mean, that's really kind of how it all went about. And, and I'm not, we don't, you know, I'm not here to you pat us on the back. Dom, but what was it about Rossi and me with that show and getting to know you like we did and Solberg? Yeah. Why, why us two? Like what, what? Well, I mean, first of all, you guys are just good at it. You know, like it's pretty simple. You, you guys are good interviews. Uh, you're good on camera. You're good off camera. You're good with press. You're good with people. Right. Oh, that's fucking so, nice. okay. There so, you go. so that, that was one of the first things. Um, and you know, I think our first tour was for the boot campaign when, when, you know, they asked, New York. Do, you, do you think we could get 
you know, a couple of the actors to kind of become spokespeople for us and, and ambassadors um, and do a press tour. And I'm like, hell yes. So the, for, you guys were the very first people that came to my mind. Um, and I think, you know, wasn't that crazily when I said we the word crazily? you did, you sure did. And you crazily. said, I don't think that's the word. And I said, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was right. Me. And it is. You were right. I, <laughs> I still have, I've never used it in my life. Crazily. Nobody's used it since. Um, and, no, and I, I, I think, I think it I died after that day. But, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it was, it was just the fact that, that you guys also, you know, you were always respectful. You were always respectful of me. Not to say we didn't fight. Theo and I got in screaming matches sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like Kim and I, you, you and I never really got because no. that, that wasn't your personality. No, Theo and I, like yeah. I would have to close my door and yeah. I would be on my headset. I'd be pacing around the office because yeah. he's screaming about something. Right. Yeah. So that was the type of relationship. I was frustrated. I was an idiot. <laughs> you, were, you were frustrated. Yeah, you know? I was but frustrated. You guys, but you guys were best friends. So you're allowed to do it that. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. Because you know what? The other day he still showed up. He did his work and, and the work was great. So, um, so yeah, so so once people also saw how you guys were, then that like you know what I want to I would like to talk to them because I would send your interviews to people if I was pitching. Like look at right. these guys together, look how good right. they are together. Right. right. And the, oh yeah, that's great. Let's do them together. Right. So so yeah. So um, and that boot campaign commercial we did was great. Come on, remember that sitting in those chairs? Didn't we get fucking uh, uh, There's a commercial? I don't remember the commercial. Yeah, remember we did oh, that yeah. promo. It was like the end of season seven or like in, in, in between six and seven on. or whatever. Yeah. And they had to yes. get yes. the, yes. the yes. show yes. wouldn't yes. even give us the cut. And mm-hmm. they brought over a cut that was like Chris Reed's cut for me to yeah. wear. And they had to start pinning it yeah. just to do the commercial. And it was Kim and I. <laughs> And Dayton and Dayton helped us out too. Oh, Dayton was there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually don't. I don't remember that. Yeah, you were there. No, I'm sure I was. Yeah, I'll send. I'll send photos. (laughs) Yeah, there's so so much. That was. It was. It was not a video. It was photos, right? No, it was commercials for the actual commercial. Yeah, for the internet. Yeah, for the internet. It was actual commercial we did. If you sent it to me, of course I'd be like, yeah. So, so, so now as we're getting later in the seasons, mm-hmm. we're traveling all over, we're doing everything mm-hmm. be- between seasons, mm-hmm. during season, everything's happening pretty much all year round, right? The show is fucking massive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you're, what's going on behind the scenes of like, how big the show is, is it more like just figuring it out on your guys' ends, like okay, the awards thing is passed, but the show just keeps getting bigger, right? Like to the to the audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was like every it was every department, right? So it was. And back in the day, there was still a home entertainment department, right? You know, I mean, there still are home entertainment departments, but I um, mean, people still do release DVDs. Um, but back then, that was still a huge business. So yeah. it was it was the home entertainment. So it was the re- working with them on the release of that. It was consumer products. Right. Like, you know, the selling of, of the, the gear, the merch, the shit, the coffee mugs, all that stuff. So you could just sort of see uh, the importance kind of across the entire company um, because there were all these different divisions that were working together. You had the affiliate team coming and saying, you know, we really want one of these actors to come to, you know, to Colorado and do something with our affiliate out there. Right, which I think you guys did a few affiliates all the time. Too, yeah. You know, uh, it was ad sales. Remember our girl Leah? You guys remember Leah? You know, Leah calling me and being like, yes. "We need, we need the sons for for this dinner or this event, whatever." Yes. Right. So, so that's how you knew um, the the fact that 
uh, every department within the company would be coming uh, saying, we need, we, we need talent for this, we need talent for that, right? And you know, part of my job was, again, to kind of work with everybody and figure out, okay, which talent can do what, where can we do this, um, who can come to this dinner, who shouldn't come to this dinner, who should fly to Colorado to do this, who shouldn't. Um, so, and it's so, yeah, funny like, because were there, were there, up- were there, were there, sorry, Theo, were there times, Dom, with the success of this juggernaut show now, with the understanding of what you and Solberg were doing with all of us, with all the interviews, with all the openings, with all the press and the charities and the flying around to have dinner with in, in Atlanta with this company that's so in love with the show, please fly in Kim Coates for a night and have him talk for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We, we, what, there must have been a time or many times where you, it wasn't that easy. I know it wasn't that easy. Well, ha- not, yeah, none, none of it is, is easy. Like, again, you, you guys certainly were uh, the easiest. And what something else that, that, that was great about you guys is because I established these relationships with you, I could just reach out to you directly. Right. For uh-huh. the most part, there's there's layers, right? There's reps. Yeah, so you typically sucks. go through the go through the reps. Yeah. Um, and and you know, things get lost in translation and it takes time. And and so uh uh it's so true in those layers with you it's guys, like, it's just you boom, it's I go. Correct. It's yeah. it's us texting and calling each other, and, and people don't realize how important that is. It's even like I'm about to start this new movie, I'm leaving tomorrow, and like it just so happens the second AD and I have worked on Luke Cage together, and he literally wrote me directly, and he's yeah. like, yo, man, send you this, send you that. He's like, do you mind if – because we we worked together for years. He's like, can I just hit you up directly? I'm like, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. because if not, mm-hmm. he has to go through the assistant to the manager yeah. to the agent yeah. to the di- – yeah. and it yeah. just makes things so much longer where you're like, it just does. call me. It does, right? and, so, and the good thing about – doing a show for a long time is you know and 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 most of the cast have the same reps so you know you establish really part of my job is establishing relationships across the board right not just with talent but but with the reps too um so i did have good relationships with all those reps um so for the most part they were always very responsive you know because especially as we kind of got on um and you know and i wouldn't bring them everything again i was it was always strategic as far as what to bring all you guys. Um, so, but like I remember the Charlie first season of a show, it's hard. Charlie did affiliate yeah, dinners yeah. with Kim and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ad, ad, ad sales. I don't know about affiliates, but oh, that, ad certainly, sales. certainly yeah, ad, ad sales. sales. He, he did um, He did at least a couple of those. Um, so, so yeah, and, and you know, it was it was incredibly important. The show was was incredibly important for the entire company. So, so were we the most like, because there were a couple of great shows on at the time, right? The lead yeah. was on, you know, a bunch of others, whatever. Uh, obviously, Sonny was always on Philadelphia, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but we were the ones that with the ad sales, the affiliates, it felt like we were the ones they wanted, right? Because you touched on it before and Kim and I have only part. touched on it briefly, but I don't know what rock stars feel like. And I never will because unless I'm going to, you know. Well, you can't start, sing and you can't play an instrument. Right. So <laughs> I'm finished, true. right? Yeah. Unless I could, you know, take up. I don't even know the harmonica. And even that's really hard because my son is my dad played the harmonica and you can't do that either. No, it's really, I can't do anything. Right. (laughs) You know, Megan and the kids play the piano. So let me, let me ask you this. That's as close as we, or I'm going to come to it in this lifetime, maybe the next, were we still the most, were the most like the ad sales, the affiliates, like all those things they wanted us because of that. Was that it? 
Yeah, it wasn't just because of that. It was certainly part of it. That was part of it. The fact that the show was highly rated. I mean, that's just business, right? So from a business standpoint, uh, your guys' personality and, and reputation, because you guys did. When, when you guys came to those events, uh, you were professional, you were personable, you know, you, were, you, you played the room. And so they, they loved that and they appreciated that. And, and certainly there were other casts that, that were, were good at that too and did that too. Um, but, but Sons was always first on the list, you know, for like a multiple two reasons I've just said. The fact that, you know, you were still probably were our highest rated show or at least one of the highest rated. Um, and the fact that they knew what they were getting when you guys came in, right? But but you know the whole the whole rock star thing and and you know if you wouldn't mind you could just kind of wind me up now I'll just go off a couple couple please, of stories that my mind. but but one of the premiere somebody mentioned the Dolby Theater right so the, the the when we had our premiere there right when we shut down Hollywood Boulevard I don't remember what season it was I, it was season I think it was season five or six right um, but but Charlie had just been cast in Fifty Shades of Grey, which oh, ultimately he did, yeah. he did not do. Six. He did not do, but but he was cast in it. So um, so that I think amped up the fans even more. Um, so so we shut down Hollywood Boulevard, and so there were barricades that were across the street. Hundreds of fans there, right? There were barricades. If you recall, there's the we had a big carpet that led you know Hollywood Boulevard and then into the theater. I don't know, maybe it's a hundred yards or so. Um, and there were barricades and then there was a carpet. So Charlie, I did, I took Charlie down the carpet, right? So I yeah. was, I was the one who was ushering down the carpet um, and God bless him. He did every single interview and we were running a little bit late, right? Everyone else was already inside, but I was like, he only has a couple more, you know, sober. like, we gotta go. I was like, got a couple more. So, so when we were done with that last interview, right, we started just walking those hundred yards and all the fans that were everywhere rushed to that area. And I'll never forget this. The barricades were shaking like, like, and like, I was worried that they were going to fall. Charlie and I are just walking quickly as fans are just going crazy. And at one point we each kind of look at each other. Right. And, and get to the end finally in security kind of, you know, us or us in, we both stop. We look at each other and he says, that was intense. I was like, Jesus Christ, that was intense. Right. So, so, uh, that seeing the reaction of people and, and, you know, you guys, we, we were also uh, fortunate enough, you know, to work very closely with the UFC because at the time, you know, FX yeah. was airing the UFC. So we, 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 uh, you know, forged a relationship with them and, and, you know, there were opportunities as kind of part of town relations, you know, we would, we would go to fights. Um, well, a lot of times it was just us three, yeah. right? We were at a fight and, you know, there's no security or anything. So I, I end up again, I'm not a big guy. Right. And I'm not a big guy. Dumb. I Dumb. ended up being your security people because you, you guys, you, did you guys are great with fans, right? Always. You are always great. And, and, and so like when one came up and then that opened the floodgates, right? So everyone now, and, and, and like we we had to get to somewhere or something. So I'm literally grabbing you guys and like, no, they are done. And I'm pushing you along and you guys are like, I'm sorry. I gotta, I'm sorry. You're so nice. And I'm just grabbing you like, no, I'm like, no, we have to go. They, people have to understand Theo and I are in the front row being invited UFC, huge championships. And we have all these incredible fighters, Jean-Pierre from Canada. We had more people coming up to us than them. And Dom was our bodyguard. 
They thought this guy's got a double quad black belt in karate and he will fucking kill us. We better not come I in. Put off that vibe. I definitely got put into, off that vibe. Yeah, you did. You got into a little stance <laughs> when no more. And then we just got fucking ushered out of there and went, oh, my well, God. And, and, then, and then on top of it, what a lot of people don't understand, and just to take in the magnitude of it, you're in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. So you would walk through the casino to the arena, and 99% of the people are shithoused who are in the, in, in the casino. <laughs> yes. And then once they see you, and Kim has got a head like a fucking beach ball, <laughs> they could see it from a million miles away. They would be like, that's tick. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they start looking around. It's fucking juice. And yeah. then, and then it's, and then once one comes, like you said, and us, I'm always like, Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Yes. And then next thing you know, there's a mil- and you're going, Oh, we're not going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, we, 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 we got somewhere to be. So sorry, sorry, sorry. Boom. You know, yeah, you and, just kick them and run. So and that was that rock star. The one, the rock star thing that always stood out to uh, me. And it's really uh, the only one I remember was Australia. I was not with you in Australia, but you, you told me about that. It was it was the we one were, where the, the shaking Boone of the bus. The shaking we went, of the bus. We went to six cities over seven days. Yeah, it was crazy. I know was, that. It was insanity. We had two official bodyguards who were like mm-hmm. the real deal type, and they right. and there was one one event where Theo, me, and poor old Boone tripped a couple of times. Were ushered into a van as about two hundred women were running to the van and they threw our asses in there. They lifted Boone right up and threw him in. They slammed that fucking door. I still have sciatica from it. Yeah. And it was just. (laughs) Yeah, it was, you know, Comic-Con was another, you know, you'd you'd figure it's kind of interesting, right? That this show would resonate at Comic-Con, but it, but it did. And, and, you know, you, you guys talk about kind of, you know, from, from my perspective, kind of the residual effects. Right. So, um, I certainly became very familiar with a lot of these fans. You know, the fir- first, it was because of Twitter, right? Like I started, I don't want to say I invented shooting behind the scenes stuff and putting it on, on Twitter, but I was certainly one of the early adopters of it. Agreed. And, you know, I would do it and people would just go nuts, right? Fucking like just nuts. fucking ape shit. And I get hundreds upon hundreds of new followers, like every minute. It was crazy just seeing this, right? To the point where eventually, like, we hired a whole digital marketing team at FX, and they took it away from me because, like, you know, we're going to do this now. You and know? Dom, I also um, remember you were one of the first people who ever asked me to live tweet an episode. Me and Kim yeah. used to live tweet episodes. Yeah. I never ever heard of another person doing that. I yeah. couldn't even spell Twitter, let alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, live live tweeting. So, so, so that was crazy. So, so there was there was one specific Comic Con, and this happened at. One, at the, the same Comic-Con. So, you know, if you recall, FX used to have a, we used to have a party, right? Yeah. So it was like Friday night Ugh. or something. So, uh, yes. So uh, I'm, I'm on the carpet. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you guys to arrive. Um, and, and there's, you know, there's the normal press line. And then we had some of our digital team that was there. And then there was like just a bunch of fans that were there. So, so, so I was joking with my digital team about how like I'm famous, right? Like these people know who I am, right? Like, and, you know, they're kind of joking about it. I swear to God, as I'm talking to them, this woman, all right, you're Don. Like, I'm like, what? You're Don. I was like, you mean Dom? Like, yes, no, sorry. You're you're Dom. You're Dom, sons of anarchy. And it's like, yes. She's like, my daughter loves you. Can I get a picture? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. So I'm like, how the fuck do you know uh, what your daughter is 
looking at it on Twitter. And how do you know me? So she takes a picture and she's like, oh my gosh, she's going to be so thrilled. And the digital team, literally their mouths are just like, (laughs) so so that was one, but, but even crazier. So it's two o'clock in the morning. I just left (laughs) one of the parties and I was walking back to the Bayfront Hilton. You remember the Bayfront Hilton's at the strip, right? So, so in the middle of town, they're kind of, you know, the Metro rails and there's like this path. So I'm walking, I'm by myself, two o'clock. And this dude on a skateboard, I hear something. And I look around and I see a guy on a skateboard. And I was like, okay. So he's skating by. He gets about 10 feet past me. He stops, gets off the skateboard, starts walking towards me. I'm oh, like, no. oh, shit. You know, so I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? What's happening here? Yeah. And he looks at me, he says, you work on Sons of Anarchy, right? I said, well, yeah. He's like, yeah, the behind the scenes stuff. I said, yeah. He's like, get the fuck out of here. You do good work. And then he literally got back on the skateboard and, and went away. Fucking I'm man. like, what? What? Like, literally, a dude, two o'clock in the morning, it's dark. Somehow, just glances at me and recognizes me. Like that. That. And you've, never, and you've never been on camera except for those no. behind the scenes thing. And then, and then, remember, at that point, we had been doing so much traveling, us three. So we would always post pictures of us three yes. behind the scenes wherever we yeah. were. And that's again the residual part of that show and i think yeah. you know there was a moment because it if really it's so weird it's kind of blurry like the whole thing's a little blurry it's got like a haze on it the whole time right certain ones are a little clearer certain ones are a little blurry crazy yeah. to me how bill's not with us anymore like piney and like that yeah. was a whole like just different things right that it occurred but one thing that was really interesting was i remember when we were doing it you have this moment of you think it's going to last forever. You don't see the end. You Mm -hmm. only see that you're in it, right? You know, it's ending every season's coming and going really fast, but you're just kind of in it and this way of life. And then some people would be like with us and then they'd fall off. Right. And then, you know, they, it's usually, they don't come back or someone, you know, who wasn't really a big part of it. And then Dayton next thing, you know, is kind of part of the crew for a little while. And then he's kind of away and then things would just come and go. Right. And it's so interesting. Like you said, like you had your kids, Kim's daughters were like growing up and like, you know, this whole thing. I remember Kim was always doing something to his house, right? There was like, mm. he was replacing copper pipes at one point yeah, and like putting memory. and like, and then Dom is like, you know, you're at your place down by the beach and it's like, we're doing this. And the girls again, you have the second kid. And then I'm meeting my wife. And it was like, we're everything that our lives are now was happening at that time, which is so weird. When you think about it, because we didn't know it when we were in it. And then all of a sudden it's just like, bang, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it's obviously it's a lot different for you guys, right? With me, it's like, okay, so it's, what's, what's next? The next show, uh, next position. Right. And, and certainly um, my career has, has uh, taken a turn and for the better, but but really, like even even though, as I said, like, you know, I, I worked on The Shield. I worked on first season of Tuck. I launched Rescue Me. I launched, you know, helped launch Sunny, et cetera. You know, the Sons of Anarchy was the one that, you know, I just I grew the most um, across the board. Right. Like I, I, I got married, you know, and, and had two kids. And and, you know, when Sons was done, I got I got promoted, you know, like like uh, it was. 
And and what was one of the disappointing things to me is that last season premiere event, right? I don't know if you guys remember it. It ultimately was a disaster because mm-hmm. that we had too many people in that theater. Like every you 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 book these premiere events, and for the most part, we're at you Man- about, we're yeah. Man Chinese. Yes, you usually have about twenty percent drop off. The right? entire pardon me. You usually have about twenty percent drop off. That's like industry average for for at least pre COVID twenty percent drop off. That aren't going to show up. That like aren't going to show up. Even show yeah, up. so you always go over your allotted number because you know that twenty percent aren't going to show up. Well, we I, had, I think every single fucking person showed. We up. had Guillermo right. del Toro getting kicked out of the seat. <laughs> we, we had Brian Grazer. Uh, Brian Grazer got kicked out. President yes. Clinton was so, there. And he got, um, got kicked. Uh, you know, and and like I, I I wish I could go back because John Landgraf, you know, blessed him was saying incredible things about me, the work that I did on the show, right? And I, I just remember him saying, like, being an apostle and carrying the show on his back. And that, that you know, I, I remember that line. And then all oh, of a sudden now a I, I, hear, I, I hear somebody yelling. I hear somebody from Transpo on the crew yelling at an usher because he's not one of, doesn't want to leave his seat. Man, you know, so then so I have to go angry. deal with that. You're so, right. so like, that, that. That, was, that was really disappointing the way that ended. Uh, but but the way the show itself ended, um, you know, I, I I feel that that, you know, it kind of all came full circle. And and, you know, you guys each had your moments, right, that 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 last season, uh, you know, juice and his pie and and and, you know, Tig and Venus, um, you know, some really powerful moments. And then and then, yeah, and then it ended and it's like, you know, that that's done. For for me, that's 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 it. Uh, but I always knew that I would have my relationship with you guys. You know, mm-hmm. I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see you more, but you know, we we have we have our own lives. Um, but but I feel like we'll always have those relationships. You know, I in in September of 2019, I think I ran into Charlie Hunnam at TIFF, at Toronto Film Festival, in the middle yeah. of the street. You know, and it's like, oh my god, this this reunion. You know, I ran into Perlman, and it's the same thing. Like Dayton will text me every once in a while. You know, I'll see Katie. Katie uh, guest starred on Shameless a couple of seasons ago, and then came to an event and saw her. And so, you know, just we've established these relationships, and um, and you know, it was it was unlike it was unlike anything that I ever worked on and probably will work on. Um, but, but I have, you know, I have nothing but gratitude and, and, you know, Kurt, Kurt was always amazing to me as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he, 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 he also listened to me <laughs> somehow. Kurt, I, Kurt listened I, to me and he listened and to I, Solberg too. Yeah. And I need to say this right now that for the, for everyone who's going to watch and listen to this, that Dom, you were so good at what you did and now are doing and propelling out there into this wacky world of the entertainment business. You were so good at it. There is an episode, which we can't really talk about and we don't need to talk about it, but there was an episode where I saw you Pagoni hit a gear of trying to figure out what did someone just say what, and who's running away from and to see you run and figure that situation out. And calm everyone the fuck down and do what you had to do in that moment where the press was going to begin for whatever that was to see you put it into. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) To see you put it. I don't. I don't for some. Yeah, well, we don't need to talk about it. But to see you put it in that gear to calm a couple of parties down 
before the fisticuffs were actually going to start happening in this world that we were all living in and to see you at the middle of the table. Um, anyway, bro, you, no one did it better than you. No, no. Thank you. No, no one did. And, and, and more importantly, it always felt like, you know, I think what John said is right. For me, it was like, I had a great relationship with Kurt as well. Right. And we would email and we would do whatever. And yeah, maybe we had like a moment, but I was always, <clears throat> I was never in a, in a position of power where I could ever be a threat. So it was always like, we were cool with each other because I wasn't a threat to him. Right. And my frustrations with the show would be either talk to you or talk to Kim, right? Yeah. Like those are the only two people mm-hmm. I can talk to. There really was no one else that I can share that stuff with. And I think that all, and it was the same with you guys, right? Dom would call me up and say this and Kim would call me up. And we had this thing amongst us three that I thought was one of the greatest things about a good relationship in a, in a, what we just defined was it was a moment of all of us were finding ourselves. It's crazy. Of all different ages of all, we were all just finding who we were. I literally got a text from Diana this morning, Dom. To say, because she, everyone's hearing about this, that we're, mm. that we're talking to you. And Diana said, please tell Dom that she's never in her life had a better gin and tonic than the one your dad made for her. At <laughs> ah, he's the best. Your pop <sighs> made the best gin and tonic that she's, oh, that's great. she's ever Bring had in her life. In the business. That's <laughs> and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about your parents. Theo's mm-hmm. mom in New York. Yeah. Diana and my kids. We were all, when you have the relationships us three built from that show, what yeah. a fucking nice thing. But also, yeah, and, and, but also it gets us through it. Like the thing is, is that when things are bad and they come mm-hmm. up, it's really a perfect example of if you don't have that, mm-hmm. you don't know what can happen. Things can get bad. You could do something that you might regret. Maybe you get killed off because you didn't have someone to talk to about a decision you made, you know, that that ultimately impacted not just you financially, but potentially creatively because Dom just said it. Look what has occurred in his life from that show, right? Now, Kim, everybody's well aware of what has occurred in our lives from that show. I've always said that, Kim, you had an incredible career before it. I had, you know, I was a journeyman doing whatever I could before it. Dom just said that that he had those shows before, but that really was the one. That has been kind of like the center point for a lot of us of what goes on after it. So, I only look at that time with such like fond memories of mm-hmm. while knowing it was tumultuous, but also like it, it's incredible because, and I think a lot of it to say now was owed for our relationship that us three had. Yeah. And, and it just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, you know, like well, there you go. That's tip, right. tip, tip, in, in typical times, you know, like publicity one-on-one, you usually don't become friends with cast right you know you always have try to get a respectful relationship with them and and certainly um you know i feel like at fx and even at showtime i I think we do things a little differently um and and you know whether we're more empathetic or you know i don't want to say we're hardworking because a lot of people are hardworking but whatever the case you know we 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 establish these good relationships right like still like i still talk to michael chiklis i still email michael chiklis or text michael to tim oliphant you know, like yeah. I would email him after I saw him on the Mandalorian and I would, I would send him a note, you know, like nice. Walden, I'll see, I'll text, you know, so Walden Goggins. So, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a, just a cool experience from, from my perspective, but, but, you know, you talk about these, 
you know, these life uh, instances, right? Like I was literally at Theo's house watching Notre Dame beat the shit out of USC. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I got a phone call that my grandma was dying. She was literally dying right there. So I, I left his house. I went to the hospital. Thankfully, when I got there, she was still lucid a little bit. She died that night, like literally died that night, right? Like so, and this was five days before Lillian, my second was born, right? So like, that's just this, these memories that, that you, you know, you guys are like part of, part of my life, you know, going down to the, our, my parents' uh, condo in Dana Point, um, you know, sp- spending the night together as we're going to go do some <laughs> yeah. military t- me, remember that. me going to the bathroom and Kim being like, oh my God, that's the biggest piss I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. You know, just stuff like that. Remember, you know, just, remember that night that I went to your sister's joint to watch that US? Yes. Flight. You know what? Actually, I just I found that photo. My, my there sister was so and her many of us there. We had so much fun. My sister and her husband put a chair out. We were watching UFC. That was the night Anderson Silva broke his leg. Yes. Um, uh, and, and, and just put a sign that said, the talent. And there's a picture of Kim with his back, like just like this. And then the, the talent there. I just found that photo because I was looking for another photo the other day. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like what what cool, cool experiences, cool, cool memories. And, you know, like we're just we're, we're friends and I feel like we will be friends. And forever. it's so much more. It just shows that, like you said, I think that what I try to get through to everyone is it's so much more than the show. The show's cool. The show was yeah. awesome. And there's a lot of awesome shows, right? Like that was great. And there's a lot of really great shows, but it was so much more. And I yeah. think that anyone in the, who got caught, caught in the orbit of it knew that there was so much more than what was actually going on between action and cut. And it's yeah. kind of what Kim and I have done with this. Like, yeah, it's cool. There's a zillion podcasts, right? Like that. And there's a bunch that talk about their TV shows, the difference is it's it's never really been about us. Like we just happen to be doing this, but it's really about everyone else and like mm-hmm. kind of what it makes people feel like mm-hmm. the that that's really this is a direct carryover mm-hmm. from what we did there. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. came by accident, just like how sons kind of came by accident. Yeah, <laughs> really, no, if you think about it. It's 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 been a it's been a cool. You guys are on. You're going on season seven, the final season, right? Yeah, we're about to. Yeah. Start. So you know, the first the first episode that features this guy here, you, you guys are going to see that. Wait, you remember? What do you? Remember? you oh, wait. okay. You just watch. No, stop right just there. Just watch. Hang on, Barbie Michelle? doll. Barbie just doll. Watch. Hang on a second. Come on. Are yeah. you fucking telling me that you make an appearance? You, you don't you remember this? Are you in the porn? Business? Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yes. I do now. Oh, I yes. Yeah. Right. Something with porn, right? Yeah, you you were you weren't there. You weren't shooting that day because you were already I think, no, no, right? no, I was already right. seven. Kim was there. Oh, Kim was there. Fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. That uh you guys, oh, no, get, here we you guys go. will get to ex- re-experience that all over again. Well, I so gotta tell you, we're re-experiencing a lot by yeah, watching. No, it, I mean I, I haven't I haven't watched the show since it's aired. You oh, know, it's and, crazy. I mean, having I listen to some of your episodes. Yeah, I listen to some of your episodes, and you know, it brings back stuff. But you'd be also think talk about things like I don't remember that. <laughs> well, I mean, you be this uh, is and I and I'll always use this line because it'll never go out of style. It's like I get it now, like mm-hmm. I get it. Right. Like you watch it and you go, I got it because we're so separated now that you watch it and go, 
God mm-hmm. damn it. Why wouldn't he just say something? Or why did they shoot him? Or why did this happen? We've, or we've got we've <laughs> gone, we've gone from he's the ham, I'm the eggs. We ham and egg it so well. We've gone from him making a fucking phone call to me two years ago. Yeah. COVID pandemic world's t- do you want to just talk? Okay. Mm-hmm. We've gone from that simple me being okay. What was I thinking? To now talking to you, Dom, two years later. And having our own merchandise line. Yeah. We (laughs) Caesar. We got this whole thing going on. But the real the real thing is to watch the show and to actually review the show. Yeah. And a show that we starred in with you, Dom. And I've seen 30 of the 92 way back when. 60 I have never watched. To see it now, Theo Rossi said it. I get it now. I yeah. get it. We were yeah. all on that show at that time, and I get it now. What a yeah. fucking journey. And here and dumb, look at that. After all this, finally have you on here. You still got the Barbie Dream House. In the- I still yeah. got the Barbie Dream House. You know why, Theo? Because I'm living the dream. Oh, we love you, man. The dream. It's we Barbie's fucking dream, love you. Get out of here. And it's your dream. I love you, brother. Please send so much fucking love to the family. I much can't love, believe they guys. still keep you there. It's it's amazing. I mean, I'm I am li- I'm in the basement. I'm stuck in here. I don't leave this room, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> they got we you running you. to we dance. The they got so you much. running. Are you still running around like crazy? How you managed young kids? Now that I have young kids, it's and you managed it during the show. Oh yeah, crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. Look at Kim. Um, this is why Kim's kids are older. That's why he's aging in reverse. Look at him. Yeah. Him. No, you look, look like Adonis. Benjamin Button. I mean, you talk about well, me looking well, younger. I'm doing something right you, now. Man. Tell you something right now, a lot of little tooth there. Oh. And I've, I've done some things to the guy I'm playing right now. Uh-huh. And I'm, 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 done. To I'm gonna pour to my fucking body in cement and uh-huh. bury me after this fucking show. Yeah. Anyway, Dom, Ooh. we love you. So Dom, we love, love you guys. And love uh, you guys. thank you for having me on. This was Are you kidding? It was amazing. Get out of here. Go get, get out of here. Love go you, work. Dom. Go I gotta go to work now. Yeah, I gotta go to work. Thank you, Dom Pagoni. God, we love you. All right, guys. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And, uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay, starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So. Shout out to the entire theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans, 
and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.